that's the most ridiculous thing that somebody in the media came up with that you can only get good barbecue at lunch. There's no rule that says you can't cook twice a day, three times a day. Some yahoo, you know, said that. I, and I don't, I don't even know who the first one was. But they're like, oh, you, if there's not 400 people in line and they're not sold out, by the time the, the last guy gets in line, the barbecue's no good. That's crap. Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get. Where the Ken Burns is a barbecue where tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits in Season 3. This is Brian. And Andrew. And we are here with... Russell. Misty. And they are the Rogels, the Rugels, the... Rogeles. Rogeles. It's Ragels, folks. We've done episodes on how to pronounce people's names right. Um, Ragels Barbecue on Voss for a very long time. And we're here in a different location because they're opening a new location. Uh, where are you guys opening at, Russell? We're at... 20702 Katy Freeway. We're between Fry and West Green on the north side of I-10 on the feeder road. Yep, if you're headed westbound, it'll be the- Just west of high prices. <laughs> if, yeah, if you're headed westbound, it'll be the West Green exit and they're right here on the freeway. Great location, easy to get to, and yet another opportunity to get Ragel's Barbecue as if them being open seven days a week for the last 20 years wasn't enough for you. You've now got even more opportunities. And let's kind of jump into that really quickly, right? 20 years ago, came into town, Baker's Ribs. You've turned that into Ragels. You built that out, but you know, this is your first business that you kind of get to have some input into the building and design, not from the ground up, but you got to, you know, you got to retrofit and put things in. Um, from the original location to here, what are a few of the things that you added that you've always wanted to do? Uh, for me, I mean, as stupid as it sounds, we've got high ceilings here. It's an exposed ceiling. You know, we've got more room to put decorations and things like that up. Uh, that's just, you know, looking at it. Uh, you know, the equipment's basically the same. There's nothing too different about it, except we're using a rotisserie versus flat pits here, just because it worked out that way. But I learned to cook on a rotisserie, so we'll see how well my mind works uh, these and, days. And, trying and to of remember. course, you know, you and Bewley, it's, it's a Bewley rotisserie. It it's is not, a Bewley. Yeah, it's not, it's not a, a Southern Pride or anything. No, it's a Bewley. It's 100% wood-fired. Um, one thing we, we put in here that we have zero experience in is, is we're putting in a full bar here. And that was... Well, I, I, you have some experience with bars. Well, I drink a lot. <laughs> uh, not a lot. I, I, you know, liquor falls down my throat. I don't know how, but... Uh, Misty's idea was the bar, not not mine. I was going to do beer, and uh, we have this little nook off to the front of the restaurant. And Misty said, "I want to put a bar here," and I'm like, "Okay, that that shouldn't take too much money." <laughs> <laughs> that freaking bar is literally half our build-out cost, wow. maybe a little bit more. Misty, but tell, it, tell us a little it, bit about this bar. <laughs> it, it looks good, and it's going to have good drinks in it. You can't sell premium drinks if you have a shitty looking bar. So what was over there in that little nook area was uh, more booths and tables and chairs. It was just a uh, more seating area. And when we, so this place was a cowboy chicken before and they had the, um, the rotisserie? The, what, what are yeah, they were, that? they had 
gas-assisted rotisseries. Yeah, and so we, when we knocked down the brick wall, there was a brick wall here. We knocked it down and moved those up there. And when they found, when we got them out of the building, I was looking at that area and it was a blank space. And I was like, I wish we could put a bar here. And then he said, okay. And um, we talked to Kurt, Curtis Lawson and um, he designed it out and everything for us. And uh, I, we've been talking to um, Sean Beck I don't know if y'all know who I that know is. Sean Beck yeah, is, yeah, so he's been. I, you know, I like. Hugo's very, very. I've spirit town restaurant group. I fangirl yeah. over Sean. He's he, just he, a great he, Sean guy. knows his shit in the bar business. Yes, that's does. all there yes, is to it. And so he's kind of he's guided us and helped us out. Actually, I'm meeting with him on, on Monday. Well, I'm at work. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, gonna talk, you know, go over some things. But yeah, he's been a big help to us. And um, but we're gonna have start out with some classic cocktails, a small cocktail list, and we've got um, four draft beers that we're gonna have, and we'll have bottled beers and. And eventually, once you know, we may add, you know, add down the road, but we need to get the basics down first before we. Are you, you guys know. gonna have wine here? I know you guys have gotten really into yes. wine personally. Last oh yeah, years. we're gonna have a, a small but great wine list. Great. I mean, it's it's really cool. It's one of those expansions we've seen in the barbecue world the last several years is is adding more drink options. You know, there are, there are places that are doing full bars, places that are doing beer and wine, um, but it's I mean. From a business standpoint, that's revenue. It's a lot more profitable than brisket is these days. And frozen drinks. We're going to start out with a frozen margarita and frozen Jack and Coke. All right. So we, we are going to have a lot of drink options here, but we are not a bar. It is a restaurant, a barbecue restaurant that sells alcohol, that gives you that option. We're not trying to have a bar here, you know. A, a, like a bar But atmosphere. make it a bar that sells shitty food. Right. And, and speaking of bars... That means that you're probably going to be open later than your other location as well, right? That is correct. We we close most days at three o'clock over on Voss. Uh, here, our plan starting out is going to be eight o'clock Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday, and Friday and Saturday we're going to open till nine. Being seven days a week over on Voss will remain, but we wanted to start out five days here and work our way up to seven just because of all the labor and training and all that we would rather go five to seven days than start out at seven and bite off more than we can chew and have to drop it down to five days yeah for those of you who may not be familiar we're not going to go through the whole history of russell and misty cooking barbecue episodes 39 and 40 will tell you all you need to know about that misty's been on our show before on our women in barbecue episode as well Please go back and listen to those if you'd like, but we are talking more present day, what you guys are doing, what you guys are going to be doing. Um, so let's get back more into how you've, I mean, you guys have not rested on your laurels. You've been a very successful barbecue joint for a very long time, but you've continually tried to expand and improve on your menu, on your processes. Talk a little bit about some of the specials that, that we've seen at Regal's and will we see some of those at Katie or what's kind of the plan for that? Yeah, we, um, We've always tried to evolve with the times. I mean, you can't survive on just standard barbecue these days. I mean, you can, but you're not gonna thrive. People are looking for something different. So, you know, we did the Reuben about seven years ago, never dreamed it would have the following it does. Uh, a few years back, we, we tried the Cuban, we call it the Barbecue Cuban. Didn't really go well, 
what was it four years ago we did that yeah but it something was, like it was that completely different it wasn't a press uh, was so this time we did when we brought it back uh, say a year ago it, it really does well we've also do uh, smoked and seared burgers that we use our brisket trim for we've got uh, like today's special actually is a hatch green chili stew that uh is alfredo's mom's recipe uh he's doing that over there uh fletch that works with us he's done a turkey katsu that's done pretty well uh what else have we done i recently got my wife hooked on the turkey katsu probably to my own detriment because now it means like there's gonna be more mondays where i have to find a way to get to regals um, real quick too for people that have, i mean most of the other ones are pretty obvious what they are what what is a turkey katsu a turkey katsu is smoked turkey breast we we kind of cut it thicker and then we'll season it uh in flour and um then we'll put a panko breadcrumb and then flash fry it and so and then we, we have a spicy mayo then pickles and then coleslaw and put on there and it's it's a great sandwich on a toasted bun yeah it's a huge sandwich too. yeah it's big it's it's almost too big it's like one of those man versus food type sandwiches <laughs> Yeah, it, and it's, it's only twelve bucks. It, it's a great sandwich. I mean, it's and the specials that you guys have introduced over the years have really it allows you guys to stretch those creative muscles and allows like your crew to to start putting their spin on things too. Well, and that's the you talk about the crew doing it. The like Fredo does his deal. Fletch Fletch does his deal, and I let them do that. I'm like, y'all can cook whatever you want as long as we know that it'll sell. And we're not losing money on it y'all y'all take the lead run with it and they they've done that on some things and it's been pretty good it you know it keeps them interested and you know keeps the customer interested it doesn't matter if i came up with it i'm not the guy who wants to take all the glory for it you know let them let that put their name on it let them them shine for that that product it is had been us too for the longest time trying to come up with stuff and then when we hired alfredo we were like do you have any ideas? Do you come up with something? And we're like, it's been us for 15 years. Like, we're tired. Well, <laughs> you it's, know? it's like, great to like... see that variety, though, as, as it comes in, and especially something like the katsu, which is which is pretty unique. I mean, you know, when you guys were when you guys first started doing the Reuben, I don't know if anybody else was doing the there Reuben. There was nobody in Houston and doing it. Now it's it's not just in Houston. It's all over the the country for barbecue, pastrami, and Reubens. And so you know, the katsu is is. Again, I don't know anybody who was doing the gatsu. Yeah. And all these years later, I still can't go to Regal's on a Thursday. The Reuben, we we didn't we weren't the first in barbecue to do the Reuben. Uh, I started doing the Reuben, and I, I don't know if they they did the Reuben, but uh, hometown barbecue up in Brooklyn. That's a, an Instagram picture of a pastrami beef rib is what turned me on to doing pastrami. So we we weren't first, but. In Texas, I, I don't know anybody else that was doing it. I know nobody in Houston was. Yeah, no, Regal's definitely popularized that yeah. dish and yeah. that item here in the area. And now we didn't we didn't create pastrami, but we created pastrami Thursday because everybody does it on Thursday. There you go. And and you know what's interesting is is maybe it was a little bit easier for Houston to get in, even though it's not New York and pastrami's not such a popular thing. But you had you had uh, Kenny and Ziggy's and you had Katz's. Um, so pastrami wasn't a new different item right? but it's a completely different item than what they're doing they're doing uh jewish deli pastrami right. at those places we're doing we call it texas pastrami it's brisket it's smoked just like a brisket and it's cut thicker you know than a typical jewish deli pastrami is right. 
you know, we're on Gold Belly. We ship off Gold Belly. And I think we've shipped more pastrami to New York. We have. We've shipped anything. (laughs) It's funny. We've shipped it to Brooklyn, Manhattan, all all over New York City area. And I'm like, man, are you people freaking crazy? You know? (laughs) But it's it's a completely different product. It really is. And, And the smoke element adds so much to what is already a really good combination sandwich no matter where it goes it actually makes lean brisket taste good <laughs> one of the few things yes, yes. you gotta love the lean man don't hate on the lean oh uh, yeah. i don't need it but lean would be very good if fatty didn't exist right. that's true <laughs> very true um speaking of of introducing things or at least changing your menu you also jumped into the sausage world in 2021 um tell us a little bit about you know why you finally decided to, to do it and and what you guys are doing around that well, I, I'd say we finally decided to do it uh, for a cost factor. You know, I, I've known how to make sausage for years, but I didn't have the people to do it for one and really just thought what we were getting was a good product, which it is. Rafino's puts out a good product. But when brisket climbed over, I think it was $4.50 a pound, I was like, man, we're, we're paying these guys to trim our brisket. They're keeping the trim, plus we're buying sausage. So I started jotting everything down on paper, and I was like, you know what? We're going to start making our own sausage. And uh, needed a little refresher. It had been about seven years since I made any, I think, maybe six. And so contacted uh, John over at Brotherton's, and he set me up with a class with uh, Bill that works out there. and. Myself and Fletch went out there for a couple of days and knocked it out and been making our own sausage ever since. Yeah, and you guys are doing you know, your, your standard sausage, your house sausage, your jalapeno cheese, and, and I know you guys also experiment with some different creative sausages as well. Um, is that something that's going to be carried over? It's going to be available in both locations? Oh, Let's yeah, definitely. We, uh, we'll bring the regular and the jalapeno cheese here. Uh, we had a lot of success with our, our Schinerbach bratwurst. That hoagie uh, sandwich you guys did was killer. Yeah, that's uh, that was really good. And then, what was that? That was my idea. And, 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 <laughs> and, and, and a really good dish. bar item as well. Yes, yeah, that's bar, true. Shiner yeah, bratwurst at I the bar. Did for, in October, I was like, can we make a brat? And he was like, yeah, we can make a brat. And I was so they made we, the brats, and people a, liked them. What was that one that Fletch did, a Swiss mushroom burger sausage? Yeah, Swiss mushroom yeah. burger, which, I mean... It was good. I didn't eat it because I'm not a mushroom fan, but uh, <laughs> I've talked to Fredo about making a um, his green chili stew sausage. You know, taking that meat and stuff in there and putting it in a casing and see what it does. Uh, I think it'd be great, you know. And we, I would bet, let's see, it's 120. They're sold out of green chili stew for the day, I guarantee you. Yeah, that green chili stew seems to go fast every time he it makes does. a batch of it. And you make more, and you make more, and you make more, and it's like some people will walk in there and buy a freaking gallon of it it's like well there goes our par you know <laughs> well it's one thing that that brian and i have always really respected about how you guys run your business is i mean there, there's always the there's always the temptation to chase what's popular or to chase this or chase that but but you guys have always approached it from a business sense and a, and a flavor sense to where it's got to taste good but it's also got to be cost effective and it's got to make sense for your menu and for your audience you know i remember back in the, the big freeze of 2021 you know 
all of a sudden there you are in the back cutting up briskets to make brisket chili because guess what chili is going to sell a heck of a lot better those couple of days than slices of brisket are and i know because i bought two quarts of it and <laughs> ate it while i didn't have power for three days so chili i typically don't do unless it's about 40 degrees out because that's it. when it sells <laughs> I have to beg and to people beg. are like why don't you do it i said because it's not gonna sell if it's 80 degrees out which you know, in Houston, it can be 81 day and 40 the next. It's like 40. 50. I think that was this week. Yeah, yeah. 40. Yeah. It's like 50 degrees outside right now, and it was what 75 yesterday, something like that. But yeah, it's it's got to be cost effective because ultimately we are it, we're a business putting out a product. It, it's fun to throw out these different things, but if it's not profitable, you know, you're not in a business. It. You're in a hobby. Well, and, and let's kind of deep, deep dive into that just a little bit. One of the things that also impresses us about both of you is how fanatical you are about looking at your business trends, what sells, what doesn't, when it sells, those other influences like the weather, uh, not just the time of year or sporting events. Do you see anything different on the horizon right now for the Katy location as far as business? You're going to be open at night. Um, you know, do you see any kind of and again, it's too early to really know factually, but do you think there will be any shift of items or, or popularity? I think we're still going to throw out the same things, and the same things that are popular in town are going to be popular out here because a lot of our customers in town live out here. I think the but family meals are going to go better. The family meals will go better it's because the, the evening is going to be more out here because we don't have one there. And we're not. Uh, I think we're going to do some different bar bites like a smoked and then flash fried wing. Um, we'll do- Wait, like Wings pork, are as expensive as brisket now. Right, yeah, yeah. pork belly bites that, that we, you know, smoke and then flash fry. Uh, brisket nachos. Brisket or, nachos or- Or probably nachos with something on it. Maybe not brisket, maybe pork yeah, something. Yeah, maybe not brisket. That's, a, <laughs> that, that's an upgrade, premium. Do, do you see, I mean, cause you guys are kind of straddling the line between Energy Corridor and Katy Suburb right now. You're kind of smack dab in the middle of the two. So there is going to be opportunity for corporate catering as well as, like you said, family meals and things like that. You guys, because of your entrenchment in the neighborhood where you're at in Voss, have kind of been able to do both of those things there as well. So what do you think the transition is going to be in terms of like getting your foot in the market with the energy corridor and how do you try to introduce yourself into that? Um, you know, we did, before COVID happened, we did, you know, we had a lot of deliveries for lunch and everything and um, we've seen what a little comeback but not like it not it much, was but so like. i think it might be even harder because you know there are still people working from home and you know i'm hoping like being in the suburb maybe they'll take their lunch break and come out the house you know and, and eat but I, I don't think it's going to be harder i i what he's saying yeah. yeah we've got the our catering customers in the boss area but out here in the energy corridor getting catering to those guys i don't it i think it's just gonna take people i think it's just gonna take people coming in to eat at lunch and hey i'm gonna grab a card i'm gonna give it to so and so who does it's one the of the lunches. benefits of being right yeah. here off the feeder you are a really easy lunch yeah. destination and we can catch the energy corridor or katie right uh it's right in the middle which is is great for us uh, as was, far as catering there or people coming from the energy corridor listen up people it is seven minutes <laughs> 
<laughs> Seven minutes from the energy corridor to this restaurant. That is not that far. And it's four if you drive the way Russell does. <laughs> About three and a half, actually. <laughs> I actually wasn't speeding whenever I clocked that because I wanted to drive like an average person. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's seven minutes from... I think it's Wilcrest, right outside the Beltway, or Wilcrest or Kirkwood, right where the energy corridor kind of starts, right. to here. It's it's not far, and you just have to exit, and we're, what, a couple hundred yards up on the right. Then so I, I think we'll be able to get some to, catering in. To pull out, loop around, and get on, you know, your interest on antennas is just right there. And, so. and easy to park. So, uh, you know, again, some of your observations, I know that was a factor in this location, was making sure... It was easy in, easy out. We got House of Pies coming to us, and Cornelius is in our backyard. Did y'all notice that? I didn't know. I, we noticed House of Pies because yeah. we're yeah, Cornelius, Cornelius is, is back in the back in. Of the we, parking lot. And okay. so on Voss, you know, Cornelius is next to us, and House of Pies is around the corner on Westheimer. So huh. we just moved to a, you know, the, the same neighborhood, the game, the game's but all here. different locations. I don't think we all got a group right on our lease. <laughs> kind of funny but it's uh it's gonna be great out here I, I, i'm looking forward to getting it open and seeing what people can do now parking that's that's a good deal that was a big thing i stopped counting at 100 parking spots uh so there because that's, that's as high as you can count I, well yeah pretty much well <laughs> got, i figured we, we, only that. Do that. That. we only have 70 seats in here if we've got 100 cars well then eight, so we got 88 seats if we've got a hundred cars out there, that would be awesome. It's quite quite possible. So, why why now? This not just this time of year, you know. Why why the final? Are you you guys have always probably thought. Well, maybe not from day one, but you've thought about having a, a restaurant, another one, another location. But why now? Yeah, we're because our youngest child graduated high school, <laughs> and we said that we would never open up another one until. Our youngest child got out of high school. She graduated in May. Um, we started looking before We then. started looking. We had actually had a couple different options. Uh, if With STQ being next door, for some reason, they were not going to renew their lease, which was due up about that time we were going to put in a concept there. But when Ronnie renewed his lease there, I said, well, let's start looking outward. And we looked in Cyprus. We looked in Bel Air. And... Uh, couple places in Cyprus actually right yeah. mm -hmm. and then we came here one day and just the setup worked great for a barbecue restaurant and I said well like he pulled up and he he called me and he was like do you remember this place and we never ate at Cowboy Chicken but we'd seen it all the you know dropping up and down I 10 out here and uh, he said meet me up here and we walked in and he looked around he goes I think we can do something with this <laughs> and it was like that was it the, you know <laughs> well I mean if you come in the door you've got the dining room here you've got a line area because we're cafeteria style you walk through order grab your pickles peppers and onions your drinks and everything and come sit down I mean it just it worked yeah it's kind of it does kind of evoke some of the Voss feeling I mean it's a different size restaurant mm -hmm. different layout but but it does have you know very and similar the, setup. the build out was minimal uh, there is no outside pit room, so we do have a pit, you know, that's at the back of the dining room where you can, you know, actually see the doors, but it's under hood, so you're not going to come out of here smelling like smoke. Uh, all that's going to be carried out the roof, but, you know, that with the hoods being here and not having anywhere where we could put a pit room, that was a big seller because, 
you know, that's $100,000 in hoods right there that were already here that we didn't have to buy. So if we started from scratch on this build out, you're looking at 800 grand or and more. or more, and we're about 150 in it, you know, and that's, well, not a, well, maybe not that much, but 40 of it's that damn bar. <laughs> so y'all come drink. So, so let's talk about some advice that you have for those that are, that are wanting to build, wanting to expand, maybe their first brick and mortar. Joe Zavala once uh, told us, you know, take everything and just double it. The time, the cost, all of that. What, what other types of advice along those lines for somebody that wants well, to do something? Joe's 100% correct because we have doubled what we thought it was going to cost to build this out. Um, Time-wise, if it wasn't for permits, I could have opened this thing in three weeks. We, we're still waiting on a fire code permit, which hopefully, from what I hear from the guy, hopefully we'll have it back tomorrow. They rejected it the first time because we didn't show where the emergency exits were. Well, there's only three doors here, so where the hell do you think they are? Uh, not through the ceiling. Uh, but timing-wise, we signed at least October the 13th. We're three months in right now, and that's, hopefully that's we'll be fast. opening in that's about really two fast. weeks. And we, we've seen people that have struggled for months and months and months with permitting. Um, and, and kind of, you know, what you said, they, they came in and rejected it, but this was already a functioning restaurant before. Exactly. Um, there, so, we have changed nothing in this restaurant except that bar. And so this is county. So we're not dealing with city of Houston and, or city of Katy. This area is, is Harris County. So that, that was a big factor too we were like because county is a little bit easier to yeah the to sign guy with. said you sure that's not in the city of katie i said my name's on that lease if it was in the city of katie my name wouldn't be on that lease because i dealt with you know the fire marshal and all that whenever i helped out with typhoon texas and i was like nah man i'm, I'm not dealing with these guys again there uh the city of katie's the the community's great but it seems like they are not pro you know small business guy it they it's hard to open a small business out in katie especially a restaurant yeah i mean and that's evidenced by a lot of the chain restaurants you've seen in katie for so many years you know they, they've got the lawyers and everything to deal with a lot of the red tape that goes on with it um what's kind of is there any unexpected challenge that came up in in getting this place ready to open or, or getting it retrofitted or what was what was anything that you didn't kind of anticipate other than obviously building codes and things like that but anything that kind of popped up that you're like oh we didn't have to deal with that at Voss or something you know kind of a first time for you well everything's first time we didn't deal with anything at Voss you know I came in and was the manager there for 19 months before we actually bought it and it was just to sign the paper over and get the bill switched over and we were done with it so we don't have like a general contractor. It's just been Russell calling. Well, to we we watched you know through the social media. You guys did a lot of the the demolition yourselves. Yeah. I mean, which was well, not really well demo. demo the only yeah. thing we demoed was that brick wall and yeah. put it back up. But I didn't do that. We we did the cleaning. We were the cleaning crew, mainly oh, okay. Misty, because yeah. when they <laughs> left this place. They walked out. It was, I mean, there were no lights and no water in this building since March of last year, or March of 2020. So it was it was pretty disgusting when we came in here. Luckily, it wasn't rodent or pest infested. We haven't had any issues with that. 
I stopped, I stopped talking at boss and was just solely here cleaning. I'd get here early morning and he'd come in the afternoon after boss had closed and everything. And the equipment that stayed here was just oh caked God. with grease. I, think I cleaned it, it on was, that deli place right there, I think, for two weeks. Oh, it was, it was <laughs> Take it pretty bad. Clean it we, we cleaned what we could and there were some, some equipment that we just said, yeah, this isn't happening. Yeah, and it, it we had to trash. let it go. Yeah, that's one of the benefits of taking, I mean, obviously you never want to see a restaurant close or fail, but it's one of the benefits of taking over a previously existing restaurant is when they do fail in that way, you do have an opportunity to get some things that you'd otherwise have to pay for or get at auction. You know, so that was one thing you didn't have to pay for here where, you know, some of the equipment, some of the... All these tables and chairs. The tables and chairs came with it. The, The equipment, everything came with it. So while it's, you know, I'm sure it's everyone's dream to be able to build some building from the ground up and do every dream thing they want to with it, from a cost standpoint, it's much more cost effective if you can take over a restaurant that has, you know, previously been outfitted. And again, from a permitting standpoint, you kind of avoid some of those pitfalls too. The only thing I wish we could do is is paint the ceiling. We can for enough money. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, but... Our build-out cost is about 10% of what it would have been if we started from scratch. Let's talk about staffing the place. Yeah, you know, right right now especially, staffing is, is a hot topic. It's really hard to keep people, but you've had employees that have been around for some time. You've got a really solid, loyal staff. First off, what are, what are some tips or your secrets to holding on to those people? And then how has it been trying to hire on as you get this new location wrapped up? Well, we'll see. I'll, I'll <laughs> keep so- them, pay them, treat them well. Bruce has worked for us for almost 20 years. How do you replicate Bruce and Katie? You don't. Bruce Bruce is going to stay at Voss. And somebody said, is Bruce going to be out in Katie? I'm like, no, we don't have Bruce out in Katie. We've got, uh, you know, it's not a complete different staff. We've got Fletch and Zane that work uh, there on Voss that are coming out here. Uh, Fletch will be our morning guy, and Zane will probably be the afternoon guy. We'll just have to see how that works. Uh, We've got... Gabby Marquez coming here. She was a manager at McDonald's for 10 years. Uh, so she knows the front of the house and back of the house. Coming on, we've got uh, Angela Jacobs that doesn't have restaurant experience, but she's got customer service experience uh, through, she owned a clothing store and her parents were in the uh, auto, uh, what do you call it? Um, not restoration, but. Uh-huh. Paint, paint and body shop. So she's she's you know had business experience. So she's come on. Um, we've got uh, Andrea Goral, who's a young girl that works works for us. She's I think this is her first job. Oh, and her dad's actually a, her, her dad's a been customer. a customer of ours um, <laughs> and sent her our way. We've got a couple other people coming on. Um, so yeah, it, it's a, it's a pretty good crew that that's out here, but it's. You know, not the Voss crew. People know the Voss crew. They've all been there for a while. But it's, it's a good crew that's coming out here, and I think, you know, it'll work out great with all of them. And one of the benefits of it being a second location is you have the opportunity to train these people at the Voss location prior to opening here. And I know that's something that you guys have been really active in the last several weeks. been tight quarters at Voss lately. <laughs> I think there's nine people clocked in on Voss when there's usually four to five. Right now, uh, we've had as many as ten there. I've actually got another guy starting over there Monday, so yeah, it's it's packed over there, but it's good that we've got somewhere to train them at. I mean, yeah, you, I, I could train them here, but it's not like real world, you know, it's, uh, 
you know, you're you're basically just writing stuff up and pretending somebody's there. You can't can't replicate there actually being a customer there. Well, if you want us to come in and yell at them, we can do that and just act like <laughs> asshole customers. Well, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Probably next Sunday, we're probably gonna have a group of people come through here and, and eat. So what ultimately, I mean, there, there are probably plenty of people in Katy that have been to Regal's on Boss before, but of course there are plenty of people that when they come in here, it's gonna be the first time they've ever experienced Regal's barbecue. What would you like anyone that's coming here for the first time, what would you say this is what Regal's barbecue is? What, you know, what's kind of your, not a mission statement, but what is Regal's barbecue to someone who's never been indoctrinated into what you guys do? Well, what do we what do we describe our business as? Well, we're what I guess some people would say Central Texas. I wouldn't call us Central Texas. Uh, we do our style of barbecue. You know, we we have your traditional barbecue items, and then we have some non-traditional barbecue items. Um, our side orders are ours. They're our recipes. You know, it's it's all made from scratch. You're not going to get something that was prepackaged somewhere down the road. It's all start from scratch and make it. Um, the meats that we use are quality meats. Uh, we'll use a prime grade brisket. We, we don't, you know, cut our quality to cut cost. We're not gonna be the cheapest place in Katy by far. There's no question about that. But, you know, what they say, good barbecue ain't cheap and cheap barbecue ain't good. So if you're looking for a cheap barbecue option, we're not gonna be that guy. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's something that should be known and unfortunately isn't everywhere, but I think it's getting more known than it was a few years ago that barbecue has not been a cheap meal for a very long time for a very good reason. There's a lot of labor that goes into barbecue. There's a lot of cost that the customer may not think about that goes into barbecue. It's not just, hey, the brisket that I just got at Costco costs this. Why is the brisket that I eat at this restaurant cost that? You're not just paying for the brisket. You're paying for the wood. You're paying for the seasoning. You're paying for the person that cooks it for 15 hours. You're paying for the warmer that keeps it warm. You're paying labor costs. Everything that goes into a restaurant is what goes into that brisket or that rack of ribs or anything that you eat. So it is getting, I think it is getting better, at least from what we've seen on our travels around. People are getting more educated on why barbecue costs what it costs. There's still that learning curve. Luckily, Katie has kind of grown as a restaurant industry the last few years. So I think you probably, hopefully will have a better time of it than you would have five years ago. Right. Yeah, we still we still have those people though that you know the, the last bite of barbecue was four years ago and you know they were they may have paid twenty dollar a pound and now it's thirty I mean it's it's such an amazing shift in such a short time but you know that's that's be, that's beyond the restaurant owner's control and you know anybody that listens to our podcast is eating barbecue so they they know this but for people that want to come out you know have an open mind and eat the damn food first um, <laughs> you know, eat as much get the specials. Um, we can't wait for, for the bar and some of the, the, um, the bites that you mentioned earlier as well. Um, let's talk about, first, let's make sure everybody knows where are you located exactly. Uh, the, the physical address is 20702 Katy Freeway, number 1A. Uh, it is between Fry and West Green on the north side of I-10 on the feeder road. If you're coming from in town, you'll notice other big chain restaurants coming up to us. There's a Bombshells, Uncle Julio's, BJ's, Longhorn Steakhouse, Shogun's, and then there's us. So it's it's pretty easy to get to. You exit West Green, drive kind of erratically to get over if you want to get in the first the first entrance. If you miss the first one, go right past uh, Paradise Grills and turn in right there, and it's, it's all one big parking lot. 
Yeah, loop on back. That's what we did today. Uh, hours operation that you guys are planning on for right now. Misty, you want to take that one? Um, Wednesday through Sunday. Wednesday and Thursday will be open 11 to 8. And then Friday, Saturday, 11 to 9. And Sunday, 11 to 8. And those all are subject to change depending sure. on, you know, Once we get in here and see do, what the crowd's you know? going to do. It really just depends on what you know how the crowd is and everything yeah your customers will tell you what time they're coming right if if we're doing we don't want to stand around here for like two hours (laughs) not doing anything at the end of the day you know looking at the other neighborhoods in the area or not neighborhoods the the other restaurants in the neighborhood you know these places like last night me and misty went over to longhorn and ate at six o'clock right Mm -hmm. and their parking lot was full so people get off work in town and they come and eat, and then they go home. Yeah, but one time we were in there at like 7.15, and we were like, where is everybody? And that was By the on time like we left, Tuesday. it was like 8.30, then we're leaving, and like just, the restaurant's full. Like, well, and that's, that's what's so important about what you guys are doing, the observation. You mentioned one of the other businesses. Um, there's a night where they're very busy. Those things all are what it takes to be successful, is learning those, those waves of customers and, and timings. Well, we drove by this building for what three to four weeks mm-hmm. morning noon and night seven days a week before we signed a lease but we ate we started at uncle julio's and we went all the way we ate down over here by whiskey cake walk-ons we ate it we've eaten at a ton of restaurants around here at different times seeing what their crowd is like and everything and that's such a smart way to do market research to see what might or might not work and what hours people are and aren't eating because yeah i mean every time every hour that you're open you're paying people to be open you're keeping the lights on i mean so you've got to be able to have a return on that cost so it, it makes sense so yes hours are subject to change as they open and get their footing get their staffing up um Keep in mind, this is barbecue. Everyone wants fresh, hot barbecue, so there may be, you know, there may be an item that might run out before eight o'clock at night. We so don't run out; we sell out. Sell out, run out, didn't make enough of whatever I you want to call it. Up. Sell out means <laughs> the demand exceeded the supply. <laughs> but Regal's has an expansive menu, so if there's one item they don't have, there's plenty of other quality items well, that you can order. Our, our goal is to have everything all day, uh, unless you come in here five minutes till close and we don't have chicken or something like that. Uh, we're we're not going to cook. Except for green chili stew. Right. We're, we're, we're not going to cook everything in the morning and let it run all day. That's the most ridiculous thing that somebody in the media came up with, that you can only get good barbecue at lunch. There's no rule that says you can't cook twice a day, three times a day. A rack of ribs takes about four hours to cook. You know, well, and you've seen multiple successful, good quality restaurants do. I mean, Style Switch is one of the great examples of that. It's been doing it six to seven days a week, lunch and dinner for a decade now. Right. You know, because mm-hmm. they have Styles, this- Terry Blacks, John Lewis, you know, and John was one of the ones that went on the record that you know, there's no reason to sell out. There's the guys at Tejas plan. have actually started, started doing, doing dinner. dinner. Yeah. So yeah. There, there's no sense in that. The, the, some yahoo, you know, said that. I, and. I don't, I don't even know who the first one was, but they're like, oh, you, if there's not 400 people in line and they're not sold out by the time the, the last guy gets in line, the barbecue's no good, that's crap. You know, you can, there's gonna be lines at good places, that is true. But the fact that 
they're not open in the evening, that's that business owner's choice. And they might have a really small crew and really be super, super hands-on, and you can only work so many hours a day. And, and some of it, too, has been the methodology and the technology, the holding, you know, which, which you know, if we go way back to the, the 50s and 60s, they didn't have those techniques. But, but today, in, in current times, you know, there's no reason not to be able to serve barbecue up until yeah. lunch, whatever time you want to stop. Lunch-only barbecue is a business model and a choice. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a choice. Yeah. But, yes, you can get dinner barbecue at Rakel's. You can get really good bar stuff really soon. I can't wait for that. That's going to be so exciting. And yeah, we're, we're going to spend some time up at that bar. So uh, if you see us there, say hi. But, <laughs> but yeah, congratulations, Russell and Misty. I mean, you've been some of our favorite people in barbecue for a long time for good reason. You put out fantastic product. You understand the business aspect of things and you understand not just how to treat customers, but how to treat your staff. Um, and that's, it's a testament to what you guys have built over the years. And uh, that's why we're sitting in this new building and we're excited to see what the future holds for you guys. Well, thanks for having us on. It's been great as, great as always. We're, we're excited about what, you know, what's to come and y'all can come back here in a few weeks, grab a seat at the bar, eat some bar bites, eat some barbecue and have a good whiskey drink. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. Congratulations once again. I know, I know every restaurant is like, is like a child. Um, and it's about that time for it to be released upon the world and uh, very excited for you guys. Thank you.